Herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready to rock y'all? All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Nikki's Thoughts Podcast. I am your girl, A. Nicole, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in with me this week. Um, before I go any further, I want to remind you to remember to subscribe, rate, and review my show, and also tell a loved one. I'm available on Google Play and iTunes. So if you are team iPhone and you have friends who are team Android, let them know. Hey, no, you can listen to it on Google Play. And if you are team Android and have friends, loved ones, whoever who are team iPhone, let them know. Hey, you can listen to on you can listen to it on um, iTunes as well. So spread the love, spread the love. Let them know how dope this shit is. So moving forward, I am going to be doing something a little different. I'm going to be condensing my episodes into thirty to forty minute um, pockets. Um, episode pockets, excuse me. Um, I like it to fit securely in your morning commute to work or your commute home, your time at the gym, your lunch break, things like that. So I have been going an hour and some, so I'm going to bring it down just a little bit, compress it a bit. It's still going to be the real shit to make you feel shit, but I'm just compressing it just a tad bit. Also, I am freshly back from Philly I went out there this past weekend to facilitate my um, sold out um, Philly tour stop of my Seat at My Sister's Table tour. And um, the ladies did not disappoint. First of all, the theme color was yellow. And I love to see my black girls in yellow. I mean, we were sparkling melanin. I cannot wait to get the pictures back. Um, I love Philly girls. They were just like hype and pumped and they had so much to share and so much to bring to the table, not just to their fellow sisters, but to me as well. Well, shit, I'm a fellow sister too, but they loved on each other. They loved on me. I did the same. Um, it was just amazing. Um, Beat Sweets came and she did these um, these custom made um, desserts for me. She did my makeup. Like the girl is a baker and she also is a makeup artist. That's the name beat sweets. I just, I was just an offer. So shout out to her. Shout out to the ladies who attended the events. And if you want to look up beat sweets, she's beats underscore sweets. But shout out to the ladies who attended. We created a group on Instagram. We're still chatting and everything. We're continuing the tribalism, the sisterhood, and we are planning a outing together. So when I tell you all that I am about sisterhood, when I tell you all that I am about networking, I mean it. I'm not the type that's going to come to your city, do my little spiel and leave. No, we're going to have some, some sisterhood. We're going to have some check-ins. I want I want you all to love up on one another, even when I'm not there. And, you know, I'm going to make my time to come out and hang out and things like that. So I am really excited to see what we're going to do with my Philly ladies because, I mean, we just had a ball. Um, um, I had my friends come to meet me, and they just Philly cheesesteaked me out, like, I was just like, I'm done with this. One of my friends, Chanel, like she's never had a cheesesteak. So she was just like, oh, I want to get one. And before we leave, I need to get some. She had like a whole bag of the shits. So <laughs> we had an amazing time. Philly showed us so much love. So um, if you're interested in attending one of my events, you can go on to my page for the events. It's www.acededmysisterstable.com. There you will find um, locations. You will find dates. If you want to vend, you can sign up for vending. I'm also on Instagram at a seat at my sister's table.com. So make sure you check that out. Um, I came back with one contact lens. I must've partied that good. And I didn't even notice it. So I was driving to work today. I thought I had a dirty lens, but yeah, the shit is gone. So I'm gonna have to put 
another contact in and I have astigmatism. And toric lenses are ain't no joke. So I'm like, damn, now I'm odd numbered. I'm pissed off. But enough of that. Enough of the catch up. Um, let's get into this week's topic, shall we? So this week, we're going to be talking about questions to ask on a first date. And you know, whenever I do my Therapy Thursday on Instagram or my live or my blogging, people always want to know, well, what do you ask? What do you ask? Because I always say like my first date, they turn out to be assessments. Um, I don't ask um, surface stuff. You know, I, I do assessments. I need to know what I'm dealing with. I need to know what I'm getting myself into. Um, and so I've had so many people, both men and women say, well, what do you ask? What do you do? So I was like, you know what? I'll just do a podcast on it and um, discuss it um, and, 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 and let the people know, you know, some things suggest some suggestions, what you should ask. And I'm also going to break down why they are important and significant. So with that being said, Let's throw out all of the surface questions that we ask. Oh, what's your favorite color? Oh, what's your favorite food? Oh, I don't know. What's your favorite flower? I don't know what the hell um, are being asked. Those questions, I mean, they're cool to know. They, yeah, they're, they're cool to know. But we need to be doing the process of elimination. We need to make sure that we are on the right track and we're dealing with somebody who's not going to waste our time. And uh, like I always say, fuck boys and fuck girls got favorite colors. Fuck boys and fuck girls got favorite food. So how was that helping you get to the mountaintop of what the fuck you about to get into? Mm -mm, We'll need to ask that. No, 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 no. That's not going to tell you nothing. Not going to tell you nothing. So. Um, the first question that you should ask, I know I'm not going to say the first question as if this is an order, no particular order. And again, you don't have to ask all these questions, whichever one, um, rings true to you, or maybe you want to ask all these questions. Totally your bag, baby. Totally your bag. But, um, the first question on my list was, um, I asked like, what was your family like growing up? How was your childhood? Like describe to me your childhood. And when they talk about their childhood, watch them, watch their facial expressions, watch, watch their gestures, you know, like, like, don't be like leaning in like all upon them, but, um, like watch them. Do they grimace? Do they look away? Do they smirk? Do they bite their bottom lip? Do they look like they get angry? Look at all that and listen to their story. Listen to what they say about mom, dad, siblings, grandparents, um, maybe shit that happened in their childhood, trauma, things of that nature. Listen to that shit. That is important. You need to know their blueprint. You need to know the nucleus to who they are today. And this question will help you get to that answer. Next, I say, tell me about mom. Tell me about dad. And I say this instead of asking them, well, what's your relationship like with your mom? Because I think that that is, if you you drape the question that way, you're not going to get what you need to hear. Because I can ask you, well, what's your relationship like with your mom? That's good. And that's it. Or, um, how's your relationship with your dad? Yeah, he, 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 I, he cool. And leave it at that. But when you say, tell me about mom, tell me about dad, you're doing two things. It's an open-ended question. So it's not something that they can be like, she, all right. And two, I've learned when you personalize mom and dad, instead of saying, tell me about your mother or tell me about your father, it, it, it kind of makes it a bit intimate where they, oh, yeah, mom. All right. It's personal. Let me tell you about mom. Let me tell you about dad. And they can't give you a brief ass. 
um, response. But if you think they're giving it to you brief, you can be like, you know, tell me a little bit more. She sounds interesting. Or tell me a little bit more. He sounds funny. You know, um, please do not go in there with the Dick Tracy interrogation. Don't go in there with no notepad. Don't go just just go to listen. You know, watch how you ask these questions. You don't want them to clam up. You know, you know well, what's going on with your mother? What's going on with you? No, 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 no. Fortunately and also unfortunately, a lot of my first dates have been last dates because I've had men just tell me shit that they've never told anybody. And like they'll even, I'll see they, they'll get frustrated afterwards. Like, Damn, you know, I told you shit that I never told nobody before. Or, you know, you're just so comfortable to talk to. Like, I feel like I'm talking to a therapist. <laughs> newsflash baby or you know I feel like I'm talking to a best friend or you know you're so warm so keep it warm don't come out like I say off some first 48 don't 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 do the first 48 you don't want a motherfucker jumping up talking about K Cotty did it K Cotty did it you don't want that don't first 48 this first date be warm be personable with them because that's how they're going to open up and be warm and personable to you so I just wanted to segue um, and say that the next question that I would like to recommend that you all ask is how do you handle conflict? Mm. That is a big one to me. And I'm going to tell you why that is a big one to me. It shows me how you work under pressure. It shows me how you handle shit that's not going your way. And it's showing me what your temperament is. It's showing me how you maneuver through bad shit. Because as y'all begin y'all relationship or whatever the hell y'all want to call it, it's not always going to be good. You might get on his nerves. You might get on her nerves and vice versa. And you need to know how will you handle us bumping heads? I need to know that it speaks to how they'll handle disagreements. Do they shut down and not say nothing? Do they blow up and be punching the air and, 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 and fucking your house up and keying cars and, and all of that stuff. You can even ask them for instances. So like, when was, when was your last, you know, disagreement? Tell me about it. You know, you need to know how they handle shit when it gets heavy, when it's not candy land. No more, because you're going to end up there in your relationship because not all relationships are 100% just breezy. At some point, you might hit a snag and you need to know how you want to maneuver through this. You're going to shut down on me. You're going to be spiteful. You're going, you know, you do that to me. I'm going to do this to you. Like, how are we doing this? So you need to ask them that. The next thing, how do your parents get along? Hmm? Does dad respect mom? As a man, does your father respect your mother? Because that's going to speak to how he respects you and how he treats you. Does your mother respect your father? That's going to speak to how she deals with and how she interacts with you and respects you. You know, and that's also going to show you one of the relationships that they witnessed as a child growing up. And that's another question that you can ask them. Hmm. Tell me about the relationships you witnessed growing up as a child. You know, with grandma, grandpa, auntie and uncle, cousins, you know, if they have siblings, if they have friends, if their parents have friends, godparents, um, things like that. Um, it'll let you know what their outlook on love is what their outlook on relationships is, what type of relationships have they seen that they probably think is the norm because they've seen them growing up. This is all they know that will speak to that. Um, and you need to know what's going on with these parents. It is because these parents could be your in-laws because you know, when you're marrying them, you're married a family. So you need to know what the fuck you're getting yourself into. So ask that question, please. Um, my next question is, do you 
use any dating apps. Um, I know this might sound crazy. I know y'all might be like, what? Some people might be like, that ain't none of your goddamn business. But this speaks to the caliber of dating style that this person has. Um, If they do dating sites, you know, and they say, oh, well, you know, I do match.com. I've done eHarmony. I've done OkCupid. Those are typically more serious. I think with those, um, a few of them or maybe even all of them, you have to pay to do it. Um, and you know, people put their money to something. They're serious about it. They're passionate about it. So, you know, all right. Um, if, they're, if they've gone on those, maybe they're serious. Maybe they're looking for something. Maybe they want to settle down and that's where you want to go cool. On the contrary, if they say things like Tinder, Grinder, Bumble, Plenty of Fish, shit, even uh, Christian Mingle. Doing something strange for some tithing change. That might be the name. I don't know. Um, those usually speak to hookup sites. Those usually speak to serial dating, something casual. I'm not looking for anything serious. I just want to swipe left or swipe up or whatever the fuck it is that we're doing on these on Tinder apps. I mean, on these dating apps. And so this will speak to the caliber of dating styles they have, like I said before. Also, what they're looking for and what they ain't looking for. So y'all might be like, mm, why would I ask that? That's the reason why I told y'all I'm going to give y'all the questions and I'm going to break down why I think you should ask that. You might not agree with me. I'm just telling you what the fuck I think. My educated opinion and also my uneducated opinion because a lot of this is just me talking off the cusp and not me talking off of textbooks or um, theories, things like that. So bear with me. Next. You should ask them, how do you feel about kids and marriage? And no, a first date is not too late to ask. I mean, not too early to ask this shit. It's not. Because what you going to ask them on the fourth date? When you probably didn't caught your feelings a little bit more. They probably didn't caught their little feelings a bit more. And they like, no, that's not what I want. Or yeah, that is what I want. But that's not what you want. So what you going to fucking do? Mm? Ask that question. Now, <laughs> don't be like, do you want kids with me? Or you want to have kids? You see yourself having kids this year? And it's January. Or it's like, let me see. What's the latest? March? Is it nine months? February, March? Yeah. Mm-mm. But ask them about that, you know? And if they don't want to get they like, no, you know, marriage isn't um, what I'm looking for. Um, I don't want to have children. That's not what I'm looking for. You can you can make the decision for yourself right then and there. Wherever you are with their answer, if it's a go and second date it, or if it's a no, and you know, take your little takeout box with you. You might want to order extra dessert or extra drink. I don't know because this is the last date, and you need to get on your merry fucking way. I went out on a date with this guy. <laughs> And handsome dude. Um, and he's 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 about thirty four. Um, thirty four. He's in the Secret Service, and he has his shit together. You know, handsome, handsome, handsome guy. Tall, just a little butterscotch thing. Just just gorgeous, just fine. And you know, he's never been married, and he doesn't have children. So we were talking. And, you know, the topic of marriage and children came up. Now, as you all know, I have been married before. I am happily divorced. Yes, happily. And I have an 11-year-old son. And so um, when the, the topic of marriage and children came up, he was like, I want to get married. He was like, but I mean, kids, hmm. to be honest with you, if I don't have children, I, 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 I don't think I'd even be mad. That's fine with me. And I, w- I was nodding my head, like, okay. And, like, he looked over, and, like, he just got frozen. And he was like, oh, I mean, I'm, 
listen, um, I'm open to it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Um, I'm open to children. You know, I'm open to doing that. I mean, if that's what you want, if that's what you like, you know, I, 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 I can, I can be open to that. And I was like, look, I already have a fucking kid and I've already been married. So to be honest with you, I'm cool. If I don't have any more children, I'm not going to die. And like, he just breathed this big sigh of relief. And he was like, you don't understand as a man, you know, a black man um, with no children who have never been married, a professional, educated black man, you know, homeowner, um, has his shit together to a T. I mean, to a T. He was like, that's like one of the, the first questions women want to Well, you want to have kids? Well, I want to have kids. How do you think about that? Or what do you think about that? Do you see yourself having kids with me? And he was like, it's like, once they know that I've never been married and I never had children, it's like my stock goes up even more. And it's kind of like they, they pounce on me a little bit more. So I'm just so used to being like, yeah, yeah, you know, I can be open to it. I don't know, you know, whatever. And he was like, thank you so much. It's such a relief. And it's refreshing to meet a woman, particularly our age. We're in our 30s and, you know, that biological clock is ticking. And who's like, listen, <laughs> we ain't got to do all that. I mean, I'm open to get married again, but I don't need to have any more kids. I'm, I'm making these money moves. I'm making these power moves. And I think I told him, sir, I don't want your sperm. You know, you you good. You Gucci. I just need you to pay uh, this bill uh, when it comes. Check when it comes. But I don't want it. And, you know, he giggled or whatever. But I was thinking like, wow, he must be under so much pressure, you know, um, when it comes to dating, being older and like, you know, women just. Oh. So ask that question and men be honest. Women be honest. If you don't want to have fucking kids, say that. There's nothing wrong with that. If you don't want to get married, say that. Don't be dragging people along and strumming people along. That's not cool. Let them know. Next question. Um, what's the relationship like with the with the mother or the father of your children if they have kids? Because believe it or not, that transfers to you. That energy transfers to you. If they got some drama, some turmoil, even if you never have to see the baby mama, the baby daddy a day in your life. When they interact with them and they get stressed out and everything, who you think they bringing that to? So you need to fucking know. And even if you are around baby mama, baby daddy, you don't need to be getting in no bullshit with them. Fucking up your goddamn good government job. Fucking up your goddamn freedom and all of that. And your record. So you need to know about their relationship. And it's not too early to ask about that. And if they get to twisting and they don't want to talk about it, and I, I mean, I don't need, I don't, it's too early for that, run. Because they just told you what the relationship is like. Hmm. So, you can also ask them if they like their job. Now, this is a soft way of asking exactly what they do if you already don't know. Um, because they'll describe what they do if they like it. Yeah, I love doing so-and-so. If they don't like it, no, I don't like to, to do this and I don't like to do that. Um, and it shows where they are on their career ladder. You know, well, yeah, it's all right, but I would really like to be so-and-so. I really like to be doing so-and-so, you know, and it'll speak to their goals of where they are with doing so-and-so with their job. You can also let them ask them, what did your last relationship teach you? And this shows if they have grown from the last relationship. Have they learned anything from the last relationship? Um, have they instilled that lesson and are now applying it? From the last relationship. But for real, for real, it also shows if they are over their ex and how they describe them. Or if they're over the situation. If they go out, man, that bitch, blah, 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 run. Or that nigga, that, that, that piece of shit ass, or that fuck boy, or that, 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 run. They ain't over that. They still got that shit on their heart. Mm hmm. They still need to heal. They still need to work through some stuff and it ain't, it ain't y'all time yet. Fall back, fall all the way back when it comes to that. Um, you can also ask them what's their thoughts on social media. Yes, this is a question. What are your thoughts on social media? Huh? This lets you know a plethora of things. 
It lets you know if they're the type to be like, it ain't that serious, but it might be serious to you. Or it may let you know if it's um, serious to them, but it ain't serious to you. You know, if you like for yourself to be posted, if you like to post them, tag them, how do they feel about that? And I also ask, well, what are some of your favorite accounts that you like to follow? You know, I mean, you don't have to tell me what your social media is, but what are some things you like to follow? Because that lets you know how they rate or how they stack against who they say that they are. I'm going to tell y'all a funny story. I used to date this dude, a Muslim, because he wasn't a Muslim. And he would always tell me uh, what was uh, indicative of a wife and wife decorum and all of that. And one day I had to tell him, look, motherfucker, I've been married before. I've been wifed. Your ass ain't never been married before. So what you need to figure out is what the fuck is wrong with you and your dick. That ain't nobody ever fucking snatched your ass up. I should be telling you what constitute husband decorum. You don't need to be telling me that. But anyway... He would be his whole virtue police and all of this other shit. And, oh, you shouldn't wear this. And I don't like that. And blah, 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 blah. Took a gander on his social media one day just to see who he was following. I kid y'all fucking not. 99.9% of the accounts that he was following was twerk videos. Ass, um, ass things. And I was like, oh, what would brother Malcolm do? We got to get Farrakhan on the fucking horn. Huh. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad is turning in his goddamn grave. If he would see this filth that you are following and you out here final calling my ass to death when it comes to fucking wife decorum and all of this other stuff and you ain't walking it like you're talking. Oh, that was just too much for me. And then I think on 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 Snapchat, it's a young lady who has an account where she just posts posts snaps of her giving fellatio or something like that. And I'm just like, what you what are you what are you doing? I was just so disgusted. I was just so disgusted. And if you're listening to this, seek help. I was just so disgusted with that. That just that just ooh, boiled my fucking blood, you know? So ask them about that social media. What it means to them. Is it significant to them? Do they have one? Is it insignificant? Just shit like that. And that might open up a can of worms. I'll do a show on that soon. But ask them about that because this is a very important question. Um, so uh, the next thing you can ask them is tell me about your friends. Tell me about the people you hang out with. Tell me about your best friends. This is going to tell you the motherfucking flocks that are flocking together. Because if I'm sitting here telling you I'm just this upstanding woman and blah, 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 blah. But um, my friends are gold digging um, uh, uh, shit. I don't know. Bank robbing. Blah, 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 blah. Now, we, we can have friends that come from all walks of life, but our friendships, we all have a common denominator. We see ourselves in our friends. That's why we relate. That's why we're friends. So this will speak. The type of people who he has around him or who she has around her, the majority of the time, speaks to who she is too. Because ain't nobody about they shit gonna hang around somebody who ain't. It just doesn't work. Your good friends, not your co-worker, your good friends. Tell me about your friends. Are they womanizers? Are they uh, women who date multiple men or women who, you know, whatever. You, you know what it is that you're looking for. So it speaks to that. So ask them about their friends and who they associate with. Ask them how they are with communication. That speaks to the question about asking about how they handle turmoil and conflict. You need to know, how do you communicate? Do you put your fist through walls? Do you shut down? Do you yell? Are you an arguer? Are you a, you tear shit up? You be, you be breaking up fucking furniture? Are you going to key my car? Are you going to bust my window? Have you ever did that before? Because that's another question that you need to ask. Have you ever been locked up for putting your fucking hands on somebody? Because I asked that. Have you ever been arrested? Has the police ever been called on you? I need to know that. And you need to know that too. So you need to ask 
How do they communicate? Because if you're a communicator, but there's someone who just shuts down, that's not going to work. Or if you're somebody who, hey, I need my time to think before I talk this shit out, but they want to, I want to talk now. I want to talk now. Let's let's get to the bottom of this right now. That's not going to work. So ask them about that. Um, You can also ask them um, what they do for fun. (laughs) I know that it sounds cliche, but it can also tell you what their interests are. You know, ask them what they did last weekend. It'll tell you how they spend their free time. What do they do on their free time? Um, My favorite that I like to ask is, um, what's on your bucket list? I love to ask that. You know, um, it, it tells me their passions, their dreams, their goals, their aspirations, um, the shit they want to get done you know, like, wow. And it opens me up to, you know, what? well, what is that? I've never heard of that. Oh, that sounds good. Now the shit is on my bucket list. Hey, we let's do it together. Or y'all might find out y'all got the same shit on each other's bucket list. And that's something that y'all can go on a different date and do. It opens it up. It's one of my favorites that I ask. Um, also, <laughs> you can ask them what their relationship with their family is like. Um, but that also speaks to um, the question that I had in the beginning um, about do your parents get along? Do the, you know, what relationships do you see? But not really, because you need to know, how do you look at your mama? Do you disrespect your mama? How do you look at your daddy? Do you disrespect your daddy? Do you disrespect your sisters, your brothers, your nieces? You know, so yeah, you need to know about the relationship that they have with their family. Do you even see them? If you don't, why? You know, maybe they had trauma growing up. And you know, some people cut their families off. It doesn't always have to be them being assholes and their family can't take them. Maybe they've had to cut their family off and you need to know this in case you are a family person. And it'll also let you know, and you can ask this question too, are you a family person? So if you're a family person and they tell you they ain't got a relationship with their parents for whatever reason that it is, you know, this is something that you need to consider. This is something that you need to think about moving forward. Um, huh. If you're really about that life, as I'm coming down the bottom of this list, I ask them, have you ever been diagnosed with a mental disorder? And if you have, what is it? And y'all know I go in my Rolodex. I go in my bag of tricks when they tell me. Um, and I sometimes take it a step further. Have you been prescribed medication? What type? And if y'all know me, it's three things I love. I love behavior science, I love psychology, and I love pharmacology. We can play in that all day, (laughs) but I don't ask that a lot. Just sometimes, like if the questions that I just mentioned, I'm thinking in my assessments, I told you I don't do first days, I do assessments. If we're a little wonky, then I'd be like, say, have you ever been diagnosed? Because really, I'm diagnosing you, and if you haven't, I can give you this free diagnosis. But yeah, so I ask that. Um, The last thing that um, I want to suggest that you ask, and this is going to sound so crazy, are you single? Yes. Ask these motherfuckers that because as y'all know, and as y'all hear, we got motherfuckers going out on full dates and they got whole ass fucking children. They got whole ass fucking wives. They got whole ass fucking families at home, whole ass husbands at home. So you need to ask that and you need to um, ask that in every way possible. I don't ask if I don't just ask if you're single. Would somebody be upset if they saw you out with me right now? Would somebody be upset if they knew you were out with me right now? Does somebody think that you are their man? Does somebody think that you are their girlfriend? Is it somebody I need to know about? Oh, I ask all types of questions. Ask them in every which way. Do you have any children? Do you have any children that you know about? Children that you might not know about? Yes. Ask it in every which way because you are going to be surprised. Surprised. I, I asked this one dude. He was like, "Why? Yes, I, 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 I do. I, 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 I have a girlfriend. I have a wife or some shit like that." <sighs> Listen, <sighs> I ordered the most expensive thing on that fucking menu: two desserts, and I think I had about four or five cocktails. And I got the hell out of fucking Dodge. You ain't going to waste my time. Or, you know, since I'm already here, oh, my time ain't going to be wasted. I'm going to get what the fuck I need and what the fuck I want. And that I want to wrap up and remind you 
this is your time too. When you go out and you go on these dates to meet these people and you're, you know what it is that you want and please know what you want while y'all here dating. Um, um, I had a, I had a, I had a moment there. I just thought of another question you could ask. Um, know that this is your time too. Don't let anybody waste your time. You know, don't go, oh, I don't want to ask this. I'm a wait. I'm a this because all you're doing is you're mismanaging your time that you can't get back because you're not advocating for self. And a part of self-care is making sure that you don't enter into unions that are toxic for you and are not good for you. So ask these questions. You can also ask them, you know, um, I want to piggyback on the question. How do you feel about marriage? Whatever. Are you looking for a relationship? Are you dating with a purpose? That's what I ask. Are you dating with a purpose? You know, are you looking to be in, some, in something serious or do you just want something casual? Ask them that too. What are you looking for? What are you looking for from me? Why are you interested in me? Ask them that. You don't want to waste your time, family. That's your time. For so We always talk about wasting somebody else's time. We, no, your time. And that's a form of self-care. You going into shit um, half-cocked. You don't know what the hell is going on. And now what? So ask these fucking questions. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Ask. Because that's your time. You know that you're going to have to pull yourself out of that hole. You know when the, the bottom just fall out because you didn't ask what you were supposed to ask. And you weren't proactive like you should have been proactive. So please, 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 please. Think of these questions Next time you go on your date, like I said, you don't have to ask all of them, you know, pick out the ones that are important to you. Some of them might not be important to you, but maybe one or two. I don't know. They're just giving you an idea and you can build off of these. Maybe. All right. I like these two questions, but I want to add this. That's fine. I just want to get you to thinking. I just want to get you to not waste your time. So that is the topic for this week's episode. And let's get into Dear Nikki. Okay, so this letter says, hey, I've been following you for over a year now and you're more than a perfect individual to me. Thank you so much. I'm far from perfect. <laughs> My mama tell you that. I love you and your legacy, but I am stuck as a human. My throat chakra stays hiding and I can't find the courage to speak with. I, so I can't find the courage to speak the words I think and usually write down. I'm happy with me. I just don't know how to project my internal with everyone else without feeling scared of shit. I'm very scared of loss. I know the journey I am on will include a lot of that. I'm all about growing to be the best I can be, but I do suffer from major anxiety and depression diagnosed. And that wall I feel comes and goes. I know the disorders are not my true self. I just want to know what I should do without medication. I feel the only way to make everything better is to isolate myself so I don't feel others' emotions. I'm happy with me. I just don't feel everyone's sadness. I want to help them, but what comes out doesn't seem like help. So what it sounds like to me, something, some event has paralyzed you. Something. Um, I don't know if it's like a trauma I don't know if it's maybe just something you've experienced, um, something you've seen, something that was told to you, but something has stifled your voice. Something is going on with you. And um, maybe you've lost somebody because I know that you mentioned that. You say um, you're very scared of loss. I'm not sure if you've lost someone before and you just don't want to deal with that. I'm sorry. I thought I had my phone on. Do not disturb. Hmm. My bad, y'all. Um, so the first thing you have to do, you, we have to figure out why are you stifled? What's going on? You know, um, why do you not want to use your voice? And I mean, I get it. I get the introvert thing. I get the shy thing. I get all of that, but the tone, the energy that I get from this letter um, and I don't want to speak for you. I wish that I knew because it would really help me um, give you like a more sound and correct um, advice. 
but um, I wonder what, what happened, what's wrong, you know, what got you to this place? I understand the diagnoses, um, and that's fine. You know, you'd be surprised how many people battle with depression, anxiety. You'd be surprised. So that's not something to beat yourself about, and I want to commend you for getting help and seeking resources for that. What I want you to do is you have to find a way to tap into your power. Okay, you want to help people. One thing you have to realize, and I know that you've heard this before, you can't help anybody else without first helping yourself. And the first thing you can do to helping yourself is realizing and understanding your power. Um, and being a bit fearless. Understanding what comes with the journey. Yes, loss comes with the journey. Yes, discomfort comes with the journey. Yes, shit not going your way comes with the journey. Yes, your depression and your anxiety flaring up comes with the journey. But you keep at it and you keep going. Don't let it stifle you. And don't think that if you try to help somebody, you'll make things worse. Or maybe you don't have the tools. You have the tools. You know that this is a passion of yours. I don't know what facet you'd like to assist other people in or how you would want to help people, but I want you to figure that out. What avenue do I want to help people in? And start enriching yourself in that in that avenue. Um, I want you to um, meditate. You asked me what you could do outside of your medication. Are you meditating? Um, I'm really big on meditating. I'm really big on the diet. Um, not just of the shit that I eat, but what I listen to. I listen to meditation music. I listen to jazz. Think about that, all that rap and all that other shit. That, that'll have you fucking <laughs> ready to fuck somebody up. You know, how, how is your aura around you? Do you sage? I keep, I am big on Florida water. I keep that shit everywhere. Everywhere. I, I got a small spray bottle in my purse. I got it at my job. I got them in every room in my house, my basement, by my altar, everything. How, how are you protecting your aura, cleansing your space? That will create a space for you to thrive. That will create a space for you to have a clear mind. That will create a space that you don't doubt yourself and you can assist others. And you need to clear out that throat chakra, sis. And I know you know this. You got to have your crystals, do your meditation, look up ways to clear your throat chakra. I can talk about it all day, but like I told you, I'm trying to work on condensing these episodes. So think about all of those things. You don't always have to take medication. Medication is cool, but you can do other things. Connect with the earth. Go outside. Listen to the trees. Listen to the birds. When I say listen to the trees, I mean them like whistling and moving in the breeze. Um, do things like that, connect other ways so that you can connect with other people and good luck. Cause you can do this. I used to feel the same way, but you can do this and you got this. So, um, I'd like to get into the, I save you a motherfucking seat award for this week. Y'all ready? Let's get into it. What's up? <laughs> I say, what's up? Man, sit your ass down. So, and this week of when keeping it racist goes wrong, a young man named, well, not a young man. I don't even know why I'll be saying that. But this white guy named Adam Bloom, he demanded that a black woman show him, for some reason, her ID before she used the pool. <sighs> so this is what happened. Adam asked a woman for her identification, her ID, excuse me, for the neighborhood pool um, in order to prove, excuse me, that she belonged in the high-end neighborhood, the pool pass. So um, Adam Bloom is a pool operator and he asked the young lady, hey, I need to see your pool pass basically because I want to make sure that you can use the pool in this upscale neighborhood and you just ain't bought your ass from whatever project to come and dive into these sparkling waters um, meant only for 
uh, Caucasians. So when the woman showed that she had a pool pass, which she passed, um, it wasn't enough for him. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He just couldn't believe it. What the fuck you doing with pool pass in this fucking neighborhood? I don't believe that shit. Something is wrong. Something is gonna miss. And we gotta get to the bottom of this shit. And how are we gonna get to the bottom of this shit? <laughs> Y'all know the, the fucking customer service for white folks is the cops. Nine one fucking one one. So, hold on. Did I give y'all too many ones? Nine one one is the fucking is 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 not a joke in these white folks' town. That's a customer service line. I didn't talked about I didn't talked about this a few episodes ago. That's what a lot of white folks use that shit for. But the tables are fucking turning. So anywho, um, he called the cops, and um, the cops came. And the cop said that this is enough. Okay, she's shown us her pool pass. And um, it's enough. But this wasn't enough for Mr. Bloom. He says, okay, well, let's validate that it works then. Because he wants to prove for once and for all that this young lady, this black woman, does not belong here. And guess what? The fucking card works. The card works and it is the officer who ends up apologizing to the woman and Bloom continues to avoid talking to the woman and he says to the cop, they kind of make their way around sometimes, but that's good enough for me today. Um, And I watched the video after it was proven that her shit worked. She asked him for an apology. First of all, I ain't going to ask you for shit, but she asked him for an apology and he wouldn't give it to her. He would not give it to her. Um, I think that that was, I'm sure that it was very humiliating to her. Um, I'm sure that it was very infuriating to her, um, particularly as a homeowner. Um, as a homeowner myself, who pays ridiculous fucking homeowners association fees to use pools. Um, shout out to my pool. And other little things in this neighborhood. I'll be fucking damned. If somebody wants to come up and police me. And ask me for a fucking pass. She did a little bit too much for him. Because I would have been like. Nigga if you don't get your ass out of my fucking way. No 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 no. Call whoever the fuck you want to call. Get whoever on the horn you want to get on the horn. But I'm not fucking answering to you. I don't pay my HOA to you. I don't pay my mortgage to you. I don't give a fuck who you are. And then you want to see if it works. She, she did a little bit too much for me. Maybe I need to be saving her ass to see. But she did a little bit too much for me. I would not have engaged in that back and forth with him. But wait, there's more. So it was brought to my attention that Mr. Bloom was fired later on that day. From the parking company, Sunoco. <sighs> Gone are the days when white folks could just do whatever the fuck they wanted to do for us or to us. And they get to go on a merry motherfucking Caucasian way. He got fired. But it didn't end there. He took his ass on a news station. And he had the audacity to say that he would love for the woman to create a space for him to apologize to her. But she asked for an apology in a video and you ain't give it to her. Oh, but this was before you lost your job. You, you, you wouldn't even, he had the, the Newport News, you know, them, them sunglasses where back in the day where your uncle was sending the, the UPCs off of the carton of the Newports to get the free sunglasses, them, them sunglasses where you can't see inside the shit. They just mirror glasses. He had them shits on. You know, with some shorts, he was not trying to hear her, talk to her, anything. But now all of a sudden, you want to create this space or have this space created for you to apologize to her? Are you serious? Then he says, um, he didn't think what he did was racially motivated. And I got a problem with that term. For some reason, white folks in the media want to pretty up the word racist. Oh, I'm not a racist or they're not racist. It was racially motivated. No, that shit was racist. You racially profiled this young lady. So 
to the reporter who wasn't playing the fucking radio with him um, as he was being interviewed was like, all right, so if you don't think it was racist, I mean, at, at, at best, do you think that it was rude? Um, no, I don't think that it was rude because I stayed within a, a safe proximity of her. I, I wasn't in her face. I didn't raise my voice. I didn't. And I'm just like, <laughs> racism does not look like it did 50 years ago. You don't have to be in somebody's face calling them boy or calling them nigga or calling them bitch and, 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 and trying to burn down their motherfucking house with, 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 with crosses that are burnt and shit like that. That's not what racism looks like in 2018. So what you stayed back a safe distance from her. So what you didn't curse her or raise your voice. You racially profiled her. You called the cops on her with the thought that she must be doing some type of criminal activity. And when the cops came and said, this is good enough for me, it wasn't good enough for you. You was dead set on showing and proving that this woman does not belong where you belong. Does not belong, does not deserve to be where you are or people who look like you are. Can't, there ain't no way. You just got a problem wrapping your mind around the fact that this woman can afford to live in such an upscale neighborhood. And I'm telling y'all, that shit really hit home for me because when I first moved um, into my neighborhood, I got that shit a lot. A lot of people still, you live there by yourself. You 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 don't have a husband. Um, you, you know, I had one person... Knock on my door. Hey, is your mom home? Excuse me? I am the mama. My name is on this fucking deed. You know, and it's, oh, well, then they want to know, well, what do you do? Oh, you want to know what it is that I do that I can afford to live here by myself without a co-signer, without somebody else's income on the application, a, a spouse, a husband's income, how I got this shit on my own and you and your wife or you and your husband had to fucking come together and get y'all shit. Don't fucking worry about that. And no, I ain't no fucking section eight. I got a fucking mortgage here just like you do. So maybe that's why I'm a little incensed. Maybe that's why I'm a little upset. But yes, he gets the fucking I saved you a fucking seat award. Sit your fucking raggedy ass down in somebody's unemployment office because you fucking plays yourself. Better start filling out the maps. The tide is turning. Y'all motherfuckers cannot be calling these motherfucking cops. Y'all motherfucking asses cannot be racially profiling people. Y'all cannot be showing y'all racist hands. Motherfuckers is having, they're, 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 they're tired of it. And we are in the age of social media. We will put that shit on social media and make that shit go viral and give your ass a motherfucking hashtag. We do all of that. So, yeah, that's the I saved you a seat award. Um, I'm about to get up out of here. Catch me on Instagram, my main page, Nikki's Thoughts, N-I-K-K-I-E-S. I've already discussed my tour information, www.aseatedmysisterstable.com. Um, my retail store and the Florida water that I spoke about earlier that cleanses the aura. I have a lot of that. You can reach me there. www.blacksaucellc.com. Instagram is at Black Sauce LLC to my sisters. I have a page that is dedicated just for women empowerment, affirmation, events, all of that. That is at a tribe called Sis. Um, Kingston has his own store where he does baked goods, culinary items, things like that. That is www.kingstonskitchen.com. You can find him on Instagram at kingstonskitchen.com. It has been amazing talking to you all today. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, and I will see you next week.